two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rakatima. Rakatima! I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, using he and they pronouns for the most part. And I am joined today by Joshua David Robinson. What up, TDJ? It's JDR here, also known as Tighten Your Belt. JDR, using them he, they pronouns, Tighten Your Belt exclusively. They them and exclusively. I don't think nah, probably not. But yeah, <laughs> here we are right now. Exactly. Sure, exactly. yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. in this moment. Exclusive. Yeah, no. Titan is that exclusively anything except for fabulous. <laughs> Only they them too, not theirs. There's no possessive. No, no they them and they them and thou. Right. That's no, right. That's yes, right. Right. That's right. 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 Abs, uh, which I need that T-shirt by the way. And Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. Oh my, oh my god. god. Everyone, this is the sound of a book's pages flapping into a microphone. That's my name. Bringing the ASMR <laughs> podcast to when crit happens, whether we like it or love it. That is my name. They, them. I play a character, Jasu, she, her. <laughs> and <laughs> Kylie Marie Brinkman. Me, Kylie Marie Brinkman, she, her, playing Josephina Wick, goes by Joe, also she, her. Phenomenal. Phenomena. No, no, no. I can't help it, sorry. Oh, no. Starting up strong, I guys. I am Starting that up musical strong. theater person. <laughs> I don't get it. Explain words. Yes, and now you're welcome. It's going to be in all of your heads for the the entire podcast, and maybe for the rest of your lives. Yep. So, wait. So how? How should I refer to you? Like if I if I want to call your name out, how do I Grab do that? Grab the nearest book. Great. Oh, there's a there's a book here. Okay, here we go. There you go. Yes. Oh, you said it so beautifully too. It was so nice. I love your accent. <laughs> Thanks. And with that, our bit has gone so. So far, as it normally do, beyond oh, what I ever could have predicted. Oh, so God. let's get to a little recap. In our last session, you all had just escaped the dive bombing giant Osprey and Baron Coro, whose identity Blue Nose Betty confirmed for you. In the pre dawn darkness, you clambered aboard the Stargazer, the flagship of the pirate fleet, along with several dozen children. Betty helped you and the children find a place to rest below decks. The atmosphere was comfortable, warm, and relaxing with pillows, candles, and plenty of booze. Titan, you made everyone a Prim's Cup. A and Prim's Cup. And you were cup. all able to connect with each other in a way that has been hard to do for the past few days. Conversation included your state of being, Jasu, and the experiences you had at Tempest Top. And a story from Ajir, which Malaya felt seemed to relate. She remembered it from her father, who had told it to her when she was young. 
Uh, then you all began discussing what to do about the kids, and a teenager named Lonnie spoke up, expressing a general dissatisfaction with Duke DeLargo and his cousin Oromaya, and didn't really seem excited about going back to Stormhaven. Finally, people settled in to get some sleep, and Titan, you went upstairs to see Jaqueta, just arriving from the sea cave with the remaining pirates. She and Betty were getting reacquainted with each other and also seemed to want to talk to you about the Cora situation and the DeLargos and also the kids. Jaquetta's best idea for the immediate future was to bring everyone back to the Corsair Isles for a time and figure things out from there. Leaving these two ship captains to sort out their affairs you went off to find some new fits and then catch a little rest along with everyone else. But no one's rest lasted long. A cry came from the decks. Sails! You rushed up on deck and saw a ship rounding the corner of the headland coming into the bay. Joe, you recognized the ship as the Grey Heron, making the return voyage from Aegir across the Silver Sea. This is the ship that your mother uses to travel on her official state business. And as you all look at the ship, which has clearly seen you, it quickly changes direction. This is a fleet of pirate ships, you realize, and it was seemingly hidden behind the towering cliffs of Typhonhead. It must look conspicuously like an ambush. And that is where you are now. What do you all want to do? This ship looks like it's trying to ambush us? No. You you realize as it starts taking evasive maneuvers that it probably thinks, oh shit, there are pirates pirates that are lying in wait for me. Great. So you know what, honestly? I don't know. I it's one of it's one of the ships. It's one of like the, the fancy go across the, to the. I exactly, think so. I think yeah. I would also know what kind of ship. This oh yeah. Was. I think everyone can tell that this is a gray ship of Aegir. It has a very distinctive, long, slender build. Only one sail right in the middle of the ship, and it also has these long, long, slender oars. The whole ship is made out of a wood that only grows in Aegir a unique tree that grows to be hundreds and hundreds of feet high. Wow. And it's this kind of light gray color, which is reflecting the morning sunlight as it bounces off of the waves. And the sail has an image of a heron on it. Mm. It's a beautiful painting of a heron. How far away is this ship? Ship is about a mile away. Oh, so hella far. Okay, cool. It's uh, hella far in a way. It's also traveling quite fast. You look around and Betty says, Oh, they're close. They could be here in five minutes or less. Do we have a white flag? Jaquetta is on the deck as well. And she hears you say this and, and she strides over. She looks at you and she says, You want us to raise a white flag? To indicate that we are peaceful. It sounds like a solid idea. She looks around. My fleet raising a white flag to a a solitary ship of Aegir. What do you think that would do to my entire livelihood? Our entire livelihood. Jaquetta, what do you suggest? (sighs) She sighs heavily and 
looks around. She has just come up from below decks as well. She and Betty both came out of the captain's quarters. Hot. So she's she's kind of buttoning up <sighs> her blouse. Hot. <laughs> she's throwing a, her coat, mm-hmm. this big, heavy, purple leather jacket on. And she looks around at the crew and she says, if I had to guess, I would say that that ship thinks that they are about to be set upon by six pirate vessels. Now, we certainly are not prepared for an ambush. and But we uh, could make it look like it. Yes, we could. So I think it's probably a good, I don't know. I'm sorry for stepping in, Jaquetta, but we probably have some information that that ship wants, and they probably have some information that we want. We are who we are. We look like how we're going to look like, but I think we do need to have a chat if we can with them. I agree. Absolutely. I can't stomach the thought of raising the white flag in order to make that happen. Well, how we got six ships. How about only two of us go towards them? Yes. Uh, I think something like that might be more appropriate for my integrity, if you hold any respect for me. If we can give chase with a small number of quick vessels, what ships do we do we have that are rigged up and ready to go? Fanny steps up and says, "Well, uh, our ship here has is the best equipped and has a larger share of crew members. We could be ready to go at any time. The Fang and Bone is also rigged up and ready to go. Uh, the other four look like they're not." In a state to move quickly. Well, all right, Fanny Bryce. Let's us and the skull and bone get it going. So, Joe, we all just, well, I woke up from sleeping and I'm hands in pockets, yawning, not quite with it. And what exactly are we wanting to tell them again? From where I stand, it's like, who knows how long that gray ship's been in age years. It was a single ship. They probably on some sort of diplomacy and whatnot. They shouldn't, like the the folks in Asia should know what's going on because maybe they can help or maybe they got mm. opinions. But it's like, okay. I just, there's a, it, see, it feels to me like it's a secret war going on. And I just feel like everybody should know about that shit. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Betty says, you're talking about the fang and bone? That's that's my ship. I mean, I, I know I spent the night here, but that's just because it was hard to, <clears throat> Get back uh, across the mm. in the uh huh yeah yes but uh I'm currently... no no because it was no I think we should really dive deep into why you couldn't go back well, across it was hard to what there was a lot of you know everyone was tired I do you uh. were tired um <laughs> us. Mm-hmm. also some people were a bit upset and needed a little bit of you know. <laughs> Uh, wait, comforting. wait, I turns out Deanna. Deanna does not like this person. <laughs> no? <laughs> so, oh, so, yeah, so some people needed, you know, some comforting yes. and needed to be reassured exactly. that, like, you know, you were standing on firm ground out at sea. Right, as firm as 
can be when you have the, the mm. lifestyle that you do. Joe's okay. like, what are we talking about right now? What are we talking can about? Can I do a Betty? perception check with advantage using my nose? You oh might, my like, god! Smell something on. What are you oh trying to smell? smell? What yeah. are you trying sex. to? I'm sp- trying to smell sex. Do you know what that <laughs> yeah, smell what like? What does Jasu know about no, sex? No, Jasu. That's true. Do you get Jasu would have no idea what anyone was talking about as the asexual she is. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've never been interested in that and I've never thought to explore it. What are we talking about? Jaquetta sternly looks over and says, Betty, I think it's time you get back to your boat. And Betty nods and says, yes, I, yes, Admiral, you, you're right. That is probably the best thing for everybody in this situation. I don't know that I'll be able to get there soon enough. This, this ship is fast approaching and you look and you see that the ship while it has changed course a bit, is still headed quite close to you. It is not headed out into the open part of the strait, getting closer in the kind of fashion that a warship might if it wanted to fire some kind of weaponry. Pew, pew. Oh, oh, they trying to tango. <laughs> okay, so looks like we don't have as far to travel. What do you think, Jaquetta? Should we just c- c- proceed as, as planned and try to meet up with them? Jaquetta says... We should definitely meet them. We need to do it in a way where we can't be taken with our knickers around our ankles. Shall we take smaller ships? Yes, we have the on two smaller ships, the sweet, yes. Just on that note, I look at Jaquetta and I just kind of like silently mouth to her to zip up her fly. Ah, uh, <laughs> great. Um, she keeps going, the, the, the smaller ship, what? Uh, oh, ah, uh, reaches down, zips her fly. The smaller ships will be of great service to us, but at the moment, we are absolutely unprepared for this. And in the eyes of the Koro army... So what if... I mean, there's a very good chance my mom is on that ship. They're not going to tank these ships if they know I'm on this ship. Your mother would be on that ship? Why your mom would be on a gray ship? Why would your mother mother be on a ship? So she's always spending time working, and so most likely she's on that ship. So what if we just, you know, yell over, "Hey, Josephina Wick is on this ship," and then they don't attack us? Is that solid? I don't know ships, Joe. I leave it to you. Should we hoist Joe up? (laughs) (laughs) I pick Joe up and i do know that hoisting is a thing that is done on ships i do know that one thing joe if you're not resisting i'm currently waving you yeah totally i think i'm going along with it waving my hand um, yeah as you are all deciding how best to communicate that joe is on this ship the mom fanny has started taking action and so has walked away from this this decision-making council and is just getting everybody started and is and is shouting out the commands of raise the sails pull the yard tighten the who's he what the wheel lash you yeah. know things about boat store that's I'm crazy. absolutely making this up oh i was so convinced and just Acting. spitting Hoist it the out sails. of my yeah. I, I am I am preparing. I know they're so far away and the the decision will probably have to be made long before they're in range of this spell. Mm-hmm. But I am scanning, looking at deeply at this ship to see if I can see a human form mm-hmm. to be able to connect with and cast the uh, message cantrip. But it's the range is only 120, 120 feet. It's 120. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Would you make a perception check for me? Mm-hmm. I would love to. 
Can we give advantage because Joe's high in the air? Um, yeah. Okay, sure. I'll take it. Help action. Yeah. 15. 15. Great. Yeah, you see people on the decks, and it's this ship is designed very differently. And there's a, a, an assortment of ships that you have in this fleet, too. Some of them are fishing vessels. There's some ships that come from way over on the other side of the continent, very different styles. But this Ajurian gray ship is fundamentally different the entire structure of it is yeah is built different and so you see all of the people there's not really much of a below deck situation so you can see people moving around on the ship and one of them is standing right at the prow right at the front of the ship looking out and kind of arm on the on this big cresty thing the bow sprit that's coming out from the front. Mm. Oh, a word. <laughs> See, I'm just pulling this shit out. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. I have no clue. Get in the comments. <laughs> yeah, let <laughs> us know. Someone who actually knows ships in the Please. comments is so insulted right now. And it's just like, <laughs> this is how it actually works, actually? <laughs> and, is, and is just not helping sail at all. Is just deadlocked eyes on mm-hmm. this small fleet of pirates and what's going on here. And so, like, yes, I'm gonna try and lock lock in on that person and mm-hmm. and start to focus on casting the spell towards them to be like, oh, actually, hey, Joe, jo, what's your mama name? Tala. Tala. Tala Wick. Yep. And I will be saying, seeking an envoy with Tala Wick. Her daughter's here. We come in peace. Great. Take me to your leader. You'll probably tell them that it's Josephina, so you know that they know that you're being serious and don't say Joe. She hates that nickname. Just like Joe Safina. <clears throat> Secret audience with Tala Wick. We come in peace. Joe Safina is here. She said you would not like it if I called her Joe. She said you wouldn't like that. Uh, so I said Joe Safina. But just so that you know that I'm for real, I she told me that you would like that because we're friends. Period. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Great. As you rehearse the the message that you're going to send to this person, the ship has closed distance very quickly. It has not slowed down at all. Uh, the other ships have jumped into action as well. The fastest to move were the Fangbone and the Stargazer that you're on, but they're big, and so they aren't picking up speed very quickly. They're just starting to get moving, starting to orient in the in the direction that they want to. The smaller ones, even though they weren't ready, are a little bit quicker. The, the, the two smallest just throw some oars down and are just starting to try to row into position. They're kind of trying to fan out a little bit. Betty and Jaquetta are still together up on the on the high deck here, uh, the poop deck. Is that what you call that? Up on the poop. So they <laughs> Who can are you asking? Look out yeah. and poop see city. things. Yeah. Who are you steer asking? The boat. <laughs> and Fanny is is running around and making sure that things actually happen. So, anything else the three of you are doing at the moment? How far away is the boat from us again? We'll say it's a half mile right now. Half mile. I'm brushing my hair and like just kind of adjusting myself from this sleep because there's a chance I'm going to see my mother and if that's going to happen, I need to be presentable mm. because she would she would expect nothing less. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
Okay. I feel like Titan would notice knows when somebody's trying to put their face on. <laughs> Looks at Joe and uh, what is what is what does Joe's hair look like? What did what is she doing to it this time? I think it's well just because I had woken up before it was just oh. like a tangly snarled mess from like me sleeping on the floor drooling on myself. So I'm not like putting on a look versus just str- like tidying myself up. Everybody make perception checks. With advantage? Because of my nose, you can you can smell. Just tell me if you're smelling. Yeah, you can yeah, always okay. smell. Just tell me that you're smelling. Thank you so much. Then I won't tell you anything visual ever. Eleven, with w- my smell. With your smell, great. With your smell section. My smell session. And that one. So uh, so I'm seeing more with great, my smell. Great. That's cool. I got a dirty twenty. <gasps> I don't have good perception, but I got a dirty twenty. <laughs> nice. Jasu, you smell. <laughs> some unique things that you've never experienced before you go over to the to the side of the ship to see Watermelon if maybe it's <laughs> no okay it's... not those things what? Nothing. What's watermelon? Sh- Wait, is that? <laughs> That's a song. Watermelon I know it's sugar. a song, but is it referring to some sex smell that I didn't know? N- no, I just sexy time. I was just like just singing a song that was. It's about sexy time. Yeah. Get a uh, room, you two. <laughs> make out, make out, make out. <laughs> uh, so you go over to see if this smell is coming from the ocean. I don't know. Is there some you know strange creature that that has this kind of pungent odor and you don't no over there it's just the smell of the salt wind that's not it but you come back on on the boat and it's definitely coming from the poop deck over here the (laughs) joe what do you see with your i see a boat okay great i got a one i don't know you tell me what do i okay you know what you do you know what you do you look around and you stumble a little bit and and so you you catch yourself and you're facing the opposite direction uh you notice that there is somebody on top of the walls of typhon head up top that you can you can barely see but they're just kind of watching doesn't look like there's any activity going on in typhon head right now but somebody is is indeed just kind of scoping out what happens down here hmm. titan dirty 20 mm-hmm you see that the sailors the pirates on the fang and bone uh, fang and bone is pretty far away. It's definitely out of earshot. You can't yell to the fang and bone. It's much too far away for that. It's maybe 300 feet from you. Okay. They are getting muskets together, and you even see them arranging cannons down, opening the, the cannon portholes on the side of the ship. Oh. You quickly put two and two together. They did not get the message correctly. You saw Fanny do some like flag signaling uh-huh. and you're just like, oh, they misunderstood. They thought the call was to fan out. And then Fanny said, fan out. We got to go take this ship. So we all of the pirate boats? Specifically pirate the Fang and Bone, which is the just big one. Okay. And how okay. far away are they from 300 us? 300 feet. I look to Fanny. Is Fanny still here? Fanny's up on the other side of the ship, but yeah, Fanny's over there. I will run to Fanny and be like, hey, Fanny, Fanny, get your girl. Yeah. Get your girl what? over there. And Fanny Look. looks and says, oh, shit. And and you you see that at this moment, the Fang and Bone is running up a black pirate flag. Oh, goodness That gracious. has its insignia of a... What kind of Fang and what kind of bone do you think it is? Is it... Uh, oh, great question. Snakes. Ooh, it's the Snake Fang. Snake Fang. Great. Snake Fang. And, and a snake bone? Like a snake fang and a, like a rib bone from a snake? Because they have those distinctive shapes. They sure do. They bones. sure do. Yeah. 
So it's yeah, it's, cool. it's snake snake themed. Yes. Snake, yeah. Okay. Great. So the their flag is being run up, and Fanny says, "Oh, fuck!" Um, and so quickly starts waving the flag. Uh, I'm gonna. Fanny's gonna make a charisma check to try to get their attention. Um, if anybody wants to help out, I will give yeah. Fanny the help action. Pour some dice out here. It's got to happen every time. Every Just, time. I, I was trying to, to let, let you know what know I'm doing. Otherwise, how many dice they have. Deanna gets upset and says, It's true, oh. I do. You don't say that, but you say something similar. I say, oh, which is very different from what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so advantage from your help action. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it's not the not one. Jeez Louise. But it'll be a 13. Can and, I? Yeah. I want to do some shenanigans. But I don't know if it's going to be useful or not. But I would like to maybe allow her to re-roll or something. Can I like channel divinity, which is wrath of lightning, but instead of trying to restrain anything or anything like that, I basically just like cause a big like eruption of storm above us, sort of like a distracting like look over here lightning to come down. Awesome. Absolutely. Go off. You're going to make some lightning happen? Yeah, and I think that Jasu doesn't mean to. Jasu is like like still distracted by whatever the fuck it is that she was smelling that was weird. Um mm-hmm. but like is is uh hearing Titan say like they didn't get the message and is starting to freak out because Jasu like knows the people on board there's people on board here, there are children, there like who knows about these other people. We're not trying to fight. And as she like sort of starts to have this anxiety and freak out. She like calls within herself and this big bolt of lightning just comes down. Okay, so Fanny over here is has these flags and these flags are red and black. They're that checkerboard red mm-hmm. and black color. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing these very specific signals and repeatedly over and over. And she's kind of muttering to herself under her breath, which... Non-violent contact. Non-violent contact. <laughs> and then you you pray. You you call upon the spirits, and all of a sudden, lightning envelops her, and you see that the outline of Fanny's body stand out with lightning and and a small explosion of atmosphere popping together, outlining and highlighting what Fanny is doing to everyone. <laughs> In the area. Uh, I'm going to have Fanny make a strength save. Yep. Cool. uh, And succeeds. So freezes for a moment, but then is able to not be restrained and continue performing this semaphore. And you see that the pirates of the Fang and Bone look over and uh, and you see somebody get it and then turn around and shout. And this this flag, which is being run up. Uh, stops and it's it's sort of half mast and it hesitates for a second before it starts to come back down. And Betty sees uh, seeing all of this uh, has come over to to you as well and and says, "Oh my gosh, I am so glad that my ship didn't just disobey direct orders. I would have had to have a word with Yaz." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, so now at this point you see that all of these, uh, all the pirate ships are fanning out and this gray ship of Aegir is approaching the ships. I am going to have you 
I, I want somebody to roll me a d6 to see which one of the pirate ships it comes into proximity to first. Do it, Kylie. I see Do you it. reaching. One. One? Yes. All right. So the Stargazer, being the flagship, has started coming out directly towards the approaching Grey Heron. The Heron seems to have noticed this, and while it was sliding away out towards the center of the channel, it's it's an agile boat that's able mm. to change direction much faster than any of these big hulking pirate vessels and cuts over towards your ship. Mm. You, at this point, are able to see very clearly a figure standing on the bow, continuing to look at your ship's there's also somebody in the back who's, you know, shouting directions and things. This person isn't the captain or isn't the person giving directions to the boat. They're just standing there looking. And then... They see someone literally covered in lightning? Cool. <laughs> and they see and they see a lightning person. And I want all three of you to give me either vibe check or insight check, or something mm. of that. I did really well. 16 with Arcana. Holy shit. Six with Arcana or with insight. You choose. Either way, it's a six. <laughs> What's that what we're using for vibe? Charisma. Well, just flat charisma. Yeah. Oh, if it's charisma, then six. Yeah, flat charisma. Yeah, that's Oh, right. just flat charisma. We, we discussed charisma. turning it into an actual skill, but we, we haven't right. actually done that. So Yeah, we should get well, I, I rolled a nineteen on the die, so uh we'll if even plus five we'll call that a twenty four. Great. Uh if vibe is plus, is charisma, then I got a seventeen. So you look at this person whose eyes are locked on, on your ship and you see an internal conflict. Jasu, I think you are focusing on the person in the back who is steering this vessel and and seems to be shouting orders to the other sailors. There seems to be a fair amount of maybe fear in their face, anger and fear. Joe, similarly, you look at the person who's standing at the bow of this ship and they look like they are stealing themselves to do something that they that they feel like they must do and tighten you see that they aren't sure they aren't sure whether or not they should do it or not do i recognize this person no no you don't no you don't recognize anybody on the ship mm. and as they are approaching you see them begin to perform the physical components of a spell and that is just as they are pulling up and Titan, you sense that they are within 120 feet. Seeking an audience with Tala Wick, her daughter Josephine, not Joe. Josephine, she says she wouldn't like Josephine, is here with us. We come in peace. You message this person in the bow? Yes, the per the person who has been giving me blue steel this entire time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and you see them stop performing the hand motions of the spell and look around at the ship the other sailors are rushing to different positions and it looks like getting ready for some kind of encounter. And you see kind of a quizzical look come across this person's face. You can just think what you want me to, to hear and I'll hear it, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am familiar with the 
functionality of the message cantrip i just learned it i didn't know it was a thing all of a sudden i was thinking and people were hearing me and i was like oh shit i gotta be careful what i think <laughs> this is an assortment of pirate vessels known to be the enemies of arboreus is it not you know you can't believe everything you read in the tabloids you know <laughs> are you telling me that we are not being set upon by pirates correct we come in peace is talma there Matala. And you see he, he turns around and, and shouts out to the other people on the ship, in particular the, the captain person towards the back. And the whole tone shifts on this ship and everybody seems like they are uh, running around in confusion now. And then a little bit of calm sets in as the boat stops sailing quickly and just starts to drift. And he thinks back to you and says, Tala, Tala Wick? That's right. Indeed, she is not, but I have messages from Joe, her. your mom's not here. She's not on the ship. Joe. What do you mean she's not? You messages? Yes, I have letters from her. Oh. You seek an audience with Tala specifically or a representative from the Egerian Council of Regents? Well, we were hoping it was Tala because her daughter Josephine is here with us. So that would have been like a nice mother-daughter reunion moment. But we got info that is probably important for like people who make decisions to know. Yeah. Would it be easier if we had this conversation face-to-face? -face? Oh, yeah, probably so. Hey, uh, um, Jakarta, yo, you, you, cool, you cool if some of them come over here? Or we go over there. And Jaqueta looks over and says, I'm sorry, what? They they look like they're getting ready for battle, but oh, then they just froze. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm talking to... I'm sorry, I, I did not get your name. Tighten your belt over here. Tighten your belt. Very nice to make your acquaintance. Latideus Thembalon at your service. I say to Jaqueta, Latideus Thembalon, that's the blue steel looking motherfucker right here. Yeah, I'm talking to him in his head. You see Jaqueta's eyes furrow and she says to you, I am not comfortable having anyone with that many syllables in their name come onto my ship, but if you wanted me to send a longboat out, we could facilitate some conversation. I think it's only one more syllable than your name. Okay, but mine isn't pretentious. <laughs> Call him out, Joe. Call him out. <laughs> I don't know how all this diplomacy stuff works, so I'm gonna leave that to you. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm the messenger. I also I made sure that nobody died today. I would normally be boarding the ship and asking for a complete submission. Yes, desperate times. So, yeah, desperate, this, you know, but you know, that's not what we we not out here looting and booting today, right? Okay? We not yeah, out here have, pirating. Have you ever like what's the pirate phrase for this? Have you ever taken over commandeered. an Nigerian ship before? Commandeered. Yes, thank you, Titan. Have you ever commandeered a Nigerian ship before? I know some before? ship things. Like I didn't know I knew <laughs> ship things. Look at me. Jaqueta looks a little sheepish and says not for some time. The last time that anyone boarded a gray ship was before I was admiral. I, I did participate, and I can't say that it went well for us in the long run. Eek. Well, I feel like this is more of a diplomatic, more than a plundering mission right now, so I don't know who wants to get on a longboat. Uh, Thalide Thalideus. 
Blue Steel, you you cool to do this? Like they a little sketchy about having you on their boat, and I'm probably you probably a little sketchy about having some pirates on your boat. Can we long boat this in between? How you feel about that? Um, yeah, you see, turns around and has a says a few more words to people on his boat and, and nods at you. Says it's Latidaeus, but yes, we can we can meet on ah like the saints Latidaeus saints. The <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Joshua does this. I love it. I absolutely love it. Because you see Tor be like, I'm going to yes and this because I have to. But also, wow. And also the three second delay before I pick up on exactly what's yeah, going on. Yeah, me too. Like going good, through going through your head and being like, did we talk about this before? Uh-huh. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. This is what's oh, happening. God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you like the, yes you did you know the troop the latter day saints are you related i have heard this before but i've never known to what oh heard. my goodness <laughs> what Stupid. have you been doing the latter day saints are lit uh, are they lit on fire or <laughs> <laughs> you are cute <laughs> Next time you you are in Stormhaven, hopefully they're they're passing through. But it's this incredible troop: acrobats, dancers, musicians, and they call themselves the Latter Day Saints because they dress very like saintly, you know, like like holy folks. But then they just like get down. It is it's truly it's fabulous. I write this down in my notebook. <laughs> just to, like, Wait, but it's all through the it's home. all through the head. Oh shit! It's so sad. Uh, what does Titan look like I, I, during like when they're speaking to someone in yeah, their mind? I leave it up to yeah. you as well, Joshua. If I, I feel like there's no reason you couldn't speak aloud. Oh the same yeah, words I that think because I've just learned this message, Cantrip, that I I am because like I do have to do like a little like finger gun to mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. There is like a, a a somatic component. Yeah, but I think I'm just saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah, nice. So we're just okay. hearing one side of it. That's great. You're just hearing one side. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> great. Okay. So Jaquetta says. <laughs> yes, I'm that. <laughs> I'm that super annoying person on their cell phone, yeah. like yeah. on the train, yeah, on. just talking <laughs> so loud, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> You're cute and <laughs> having no idea what's happening on the other end. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the quiet car. Uh, could you? <laughs> I'll be done in a second. I'll be done in a second. I promise. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Juqueta looks looks around and, and says, this is getting silly. The boat is so close. And you see that the, the boats are drifting closer and closer. This vessel is mobile enough that they're able to kind of steer it sideways in a way that these big sailing ships really couldn't do. And so it's gotten close enough that Jaquetta says, we could just put a boarding plank over and you could walk to their ship if you really wanted to. Okay. I just, they can't come over here. Do you want to come? Jaquetta looks a little nervous and Betty looks at her and and puts a hand on her shoulder and says, I can go. I'll I'll take care of this. Jaquetta nods. I, I think that's best. I already spent a night off my ship and really should take care of, of my crew. Yeah. Yes, Betty, I, I trust you to, to go and represent the, the needs of the Femmes Fatale in, in any negotiation. that. Can that I insight this, this situation? Uh, sure. So why, why don't you want to get off this? Yeah, Is it me just too. like captain doesn't leave their ship stuff or, or afraid of the water? 15. Mm. Eight. But with uh, my nose? 
13. Wait, you insight with your nose too now? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Can I you imagine? It's a strength check with my nose. My nose is actually very strong. Only an eight from Titan. I got a 15 though. Joe, you... This is the same look on when when Jaqueta told the story about the the last time they interacted with a gray ship from Aegir. Am I sensing shame or like what? Um, maybe a little, but more. I think it's it's kind of a subtle fear. I, um, I see. Okay. You even see her reach over to her her left arm and kind of pull the uh, the sleeve of her jacket up a little bit, and she rubs something on her arm. And you just before the the sleeve falls back, you see that she's rubbing a a, a strange kind of scar. On her left arm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. I wouldn't. I think she says this kind of out loud at some point, or under her breath at some point. Like, I wouldn't want to commandeer a Jirian ship. They'll fuck you up. Yeah, in ways that you don't expect. Uh, take care of yourself, Betty, and uh, take take Bonnie with you. And Bonnie nods. Let's go, Bonnie Jean. Um, Fanny and Bonnie. Fanny Bryce and Bonnie Jean. <laughs> Betty My and musical Bonnie. theater nerd comes through. Anyone yeah. who's catching those references, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I have. They go right over my head. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> and so these ships are are abreast, and the plank <laughs> clatters down from the pirate ship onto the shorter gray ship, which. It is a very long ship. There's one tall sail in the middle, but you see that all of the cargo and sleeping areas and everything is all in the center. There's no deck per se that you would drop below. It's all just kind of out in the open here with some canopies and things set up so that you can you know, take respite from the sun. And with that, you are able to board the gray ship. All right, children, listen up. I've got a few words to say before we all die of scurvy. Okay, yeah, come come on over. Kids, staff, you too. All right, yeah, all right. It's been a strange, eventful, and remarkably short first term as your headmaster. But I just want to say that it has been a pleasure getting to know some of you, during your time at the Paltry Academy of Excellence. In particular, I have three patrons to shout. Steve Brinkman, you stood up to cook that one time my grilled cheese was burnt, and I never thanked you for it. Thank you for your advocacy. And Andrew Jones, that one-person play you wrote, directed, designed, and starred in was nothing short of incredible. Talk with me later, and we can discuss producing it in Stormhaven. And finally, a new patron to shout, Zembile. Thank you so much, Zembile, for the care you show toward others. You help this institution pursue its mission of inclusion. All right. Well, now that we seem to be firmly out of the Typhon Head arc, I think everyone deserves a little rest. So I... Oramaya DeLargo hereby declare summer break for the next month. I hear some of you want to go to the Corsair Isles. All I will say is I took a school holiday to some islands once, and I don't remember a thing from that entire two weeks. But what I do want you to know is that there will be a summer reading list. 
while our normal main feed adventure stories won't be released during the next month, there is loads of content over on the Patreon, and I hear there are some special ways to access it. But to find that out, you'll have to listen all the way to the end of the episode. Okay, I can tell I've rambled a bit too much, so I won't take up any more of your time. Have a fun summer, everyone. Okay, so the three of you, along with Betty and Bonnie, Bonnie, cross this plank onto the gray ship. You are met by Blue Steel, <laughs> Latidaeus Thembalon, who you mind spoke with, as well as someone who appears to be a captain-like figure. And the crew is, is present, but they are giving you all some space. Joe is internally giddy by this crossing because it's like a real pirate adventure. Like we're walking across <laughs> a plank to go on a boat. So I'm looking pretty calm, but uh -huh. I'm pretty excited about this. Nice. Any other feelings as you look down at the waves beneath you? Probably motion sick. I'm just imagining... Uh, that this plank is in fact a red carpet and that I am walking down a runway into down into my adoring crowd. Phenomenal. I think I'm just slightly concerned that this board is not sturdy enough to hold me, but pretending like I am serene and fine while pranked, my God. Yeah, it definitely bends. Which God is that? Wow, 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 wow. Shade. <laughs> It definitely bends uh, under under all of you as you walk across it, but particularly you, Jasu. Though it's She's thick, it stands <laughs> it stands firm. And as you step off, Latidaeus looks up to you, Titan, and and says, "Titan, your Titan, belt." Yes, Titan, your belt. Pleasure to meet you. Likewise, thank you so much for coordinating the oh, communication you sound between... different outside my head <laughs> you know it's the first time that i messaged somebody who i didn't know who i didn't i hadn't heard you speak like mm. in the air before uh -huh. it's like you got more bass in your voice out here and yeah okay oh anyway sorry continue latidaeus yes you were saying i just uh, want to uh, i guess introduce you to ignacio cress our our captain Woo. ignacio uh, Captain Cress is the leader of this this envoy from Aegir and your companions. I will allow them to introduce themselves. I'm Josephina Wick, daughter of Talawick. She's not on board. Uh, Latidaeus nods and Captain Cress shakes his head and says, No, Tala is not with us. Uh, frequently, Tala has made the journey on this ship, but... State business kept her in a year, longer than she expected. And Latidea says, yes, it is largely for that reason that we are, are making this journey to Stormhaven right now. You see, we have letters and things from her to her contacts here, mm. including her family. So I, I imagine that there's, there's probably something for you, but much of it is business oriented. Sure, yeah. Honestly, the why we wanted to talk to y'all. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Jasu. We didn't we didn't hear from you yet. This is this is Jasu. I step forward. I bow. Hello. I pulled up my hand. 
to the captain. The captain furrows his brow a bit and looks completely unfazed, doesn't move. And Latidea says, interesting, a uh, follower of the cult of Sulion. I lower my hand. <laughs> I would not call us a cult, but yes, I am a follower of the light of the sun. May it ever shine upon you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Betty yes. and Bonnie speak up and, and Betty says, and I'm, I'm Betty. I'll be uh, representing the interests of this fleet and uh, Bonnie says I yes uh, incredible Latidaeus and Cress uh, nod at them as well so folks you know it's not every day that you you run into a fleet of pirate ships and, <laughs> and don't end up dead there's a reason for that shit is popping off we wanted to make contact with y'all to make sure that y'all know what's up but it seems like you might already know some shit ignacio looks at you and and says i'm sorry things are popping off here in in what way well there's some kind of conflict oh so y'all don't know so your business is not our business okay i relate to them is there anything i don't want to tell these people y'all Probably about uh, the underground individual in case he's not safe. But I think we can tell him, tell them. I give, yeah, I give them a, like the the conflict details that it's like Koros marched on an orphanage, all of a sudden are, are being mad aggro. The logging that was happening up at the old place that was poisoning the, the village that kind of kicked off, that alerted us to this thing in the first place. But that like there is an army that is like now on the march throughout this part of the world. You mean in Typhon Head right here? And he points up at this fortress, which is only I mean, less than a mile from you. Yes. Yeah, if you had just gone straight there, you would have found the Koro army there. Uh, I don't know who you was looking for, but Definitely not the Koro army. Uh, our relationships with the Delargos are Largely transactional, but we support each other formally. Uh, I don't mean to say that we're formally allied, but it would complicate things indeed. You're keeping it open. Yeah, I understand. If the Koros came to power here, in particular, and he, he looks across the bay at Deephold and back here, he says, in particular, it, it would seem that they could make shipping through this port very difficult. So what's your business and can I have my letter? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, sorry. Fuck yes. yeah. I think it... Well, I, I'll just tell you. Uh, there has been some upheaval in the decision-making processes of Aegir. Uh, now, I, this isn't the kind of thing that I should really speak out of turn about. I'd suffice it to say that it is not possible for the consulate your mother to come here she has too much to work on in Aegir at the moment but yes here and um see he, he kind of rifles through this this bag of letters some of which look like they they have kind of formal seals and, and are directed towards offices and things that are in the in the capital and here in Stormhaven and stuff uh but but one that is addressed to to you Josephina Wick 
Great. I want to open the letter right now. Awesome. You uh, you open it, and even just at first glance, you can see that it's a long letter that is filled with more than just personal matters. Yeah, and that's partially why I want to open it now. I feel like these people aren't really going to divulge everything, and so I just mm-hmm. want to see if there's anything in this letter that actually is going to be a glimmer of truth Yeah. and insight. Totally. Yeah, you, you do this, and as you're scanning through, in and amongst all of the, the kind of normal things that are in this letter, you see that she spent some time talking about the various houses of learning Apparently, there is some discrepancies right now between the way that the Council of Regents of these Houses of Learning are interacting with the overall government. And in particular, the Honori House of Learning has taken issue with the kind of standard processes, the accepted ways of making decisions. And so that's why she's staying, to help negotiate these terms with the Honori House of Learning. Yeah, that's basically, that's that's what you find out. When she divulges this information in the letter, is it presented like this is a secret or no? It's just giving me the details of why she's still there. You know, here, here's what I'll say. It You feel like if you spend some more time reading this letter, you'll get even more details that she's kind of insinuating between the lines. But this, the stuff that's obvious to you that pops out right when you're glancing at it doesn't seem like it's being hidden. Okay. In any way. So, I... Oh, mm-hmm. and there's one more thing in this package from her. There's also a necklace that she has included. And it's a necklace that you recognize. It's a necklace that she didn't wear much. You remember her wearing it to, like, state functions, which sticks out to you at first. It's it's a little weird that she's sending this to you. Sure. Okay, well, I put it on, and then I ask Cress or any of the other Ajir people mm-hmm. so are you coming over then like what's happening with the houses of learning are there issues uh they make eye contact with each other and uh, and then latidea says y- yes in a in a way you could say that there are issues i personally am on my way to the capital of west angria i i have some business that i need to attend to and and there is another consulate uh someone named John Lai, who must return to Ajir to assist in the current uh, political negotiations. So that is one of our primary objectives here in Stormhaven, is to find that individual. Yeah. I don't know how much we want to say to these people. <laughs> Me either. I'm, I'm skulking in the back, <laughs> watching them, praying for them. Oh, praying for them. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Great. This is all this. Well, that all checks out. So not a fan of the Koros uh, or, or at least of them coming to power. You're, you know, that would that would complicate things for you. Yes. Maybe uh, you got any way to let people know, let your people know that that's this is what's happening. You got some kind of quick way to be like BT dubs, Ajir, shit's fucked. They look at each other and and you see that they... That, I'm sure you'll want to verify yourself that it, that shit is fucked, but like shit is fucked. Yes. Well, our hope was to find Jom Lai and set sail again immediately. I would not stay on the ship in that case. I would find another passage. Do you believe that Jom Lai is here? 
well, either here or on business elsewhere. His home is in this region. Wasn't he supposed to be in Ajir? I thought that when we first met Malai, like Jamlai was gone and her other dad was home. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, you remember from that conversation that Jamlai is in the capital. Is in the capital? Yeah, he's uh, he's in the capital on business. Your your mother is in Ajir on business. Uh, Are you so saying the capital of, of Ajir? Nope. Is where, oh. The capital of West Anglia. Uh, which, which is, is anger on mirror is what it's oh, called. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right, okay. right. Anger on mirror. I can't. I don't think any of us. At least I'll speak for myself. I can't attest to what's going on in West Anglia right now. But over in this neck of the woods, a little rough and tumble. So if you just trying to pass on through and get over to West Anglia to angry on anger on mirror, like you know, Godspeed. But like, maybe let these people know. Perhaps the people at the capital could help. You want us to play messenger in the the regional politics of of a backwards nation? Is that yes? When you see someone in need of assistance, you shine your light if you can. I say, and my eyes have gone so wide. (laughs) Well, I'm blue steel. Why? Why the shade? I thought we was having a nice little conversation and you just decided just to start speaking out the side of your mouth all I'm shady. Sorry. Why? I now I understand Rude. this metaphor. Rude. Why do you cast shade and not yes. like? Didn't it get dark? Oh, there God. you go. Yes. Yes. I want to clap so bad, but it will sound bad on my Imagine Titan clapping as they say each one of these words. That is what I'm talking about. Yes. You see every, every syllable a clap. So... You have some knowledge that Jamlai isn't in town, which uh, I guess does mean that we we likely will continue sailing uh, all the way to Angron Mir. We could carry a message for you if you wanted. You do not speak as if you understand the urgency of our matter. I... I think... You speak in words that seem to placate but are in fact dismissal. I, I, I don't, that's the thing. I, I don't understand the urgency of your matter. It, it wouldn't be good, I agree, if the Koros are not people that I, but that said, the, the pirates aren't people that I want want to ally myself with either. I, I, I don't make allies. None of us do. There it's, are children that have been displaced from their home. Those are children? That, I point, was an orphanage. The, the fortress was an orphanage. I know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, so this is a tit a- for tat situation. We told you that John lies in the capital, which just saved you at least a day instead of having to like anchor in Stormhaven. So you're going to the capital. You can just tell the authorities there what's to come, right? We gave you vital information. You can pass on this simple message. This seems very simple to me. That actually, that really adds up. Latidea says to Ignacio, Ignacio says, I've got some friends that I would love to see in Stormhaven, but... Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Oh, my son. But outside of that, uh, I agree. Not having to sail up the Deep Reach Bay would would save us a considerable amount of time. Perfect. Uh, Win-win. Can we trust these pirates and their friends with the letters and other vital deliveries we have for people in Stormhaven? 
Do you think the daughter of Tala Wick is untrustworthy? Great. Give me a persuasion check. Help action. Help action also because I am I'm seething in my corner. Oh, well, okay. Hold on. I rolled... Oh, I rolled a 22. Nice. Amazing. Nice. Great. I, I suppose that could really save all of us some time. Uh, I will entrust these to you and to you alone. Great. I reach out. and uh, Is it like a bag of letters? Is that? Yeah. You know, it's a mailbag. Give yeah. you a mailbag. Super. We'll wrestle through this bag at the pirate ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I message that to Joe. I like <laughs> casually like point my thumb in Joe's direction. Be like, you know, we go open up oh, every one of them letters, right? <laughs> For sure. Okay. And <laughs> with that, Betty looks at everybody standing around and says, well, uh, that seems like it went pretty smoothly. Is there anything else that we have to discuss? No, I don't think so. I have this bag. I'm feeling really good about this interaction. Titan, Jasu? I didn't appreciate the shade, but if you get a chance, if they're in West Anger when you're there, see the La Todayus Saints. See them. It's worth it. Okay, bye. I'll write that down and... <laughs> As as we're walking off, like I would like mm-hmm. to be the last one, and I want to s- turn towards who was it who called it a cult? Was it Latadeus? Yeah, it was Latadeus. Fuck Latadeus! I turn towards <laughs> fucking Latadeus, the little worm, and I go, "What do you know of my people?" There has been much research done. Not all of the things that you have been told were filtered through a benevolent lens. There is evidence of manipulation within certain sects of Ionism, the cult of Sulion being one. How could you possibly know that? Well, I only know the research that I've read. Well, I hope that the light shines brighter than your shade and I walk off. <laughs> nice. Amazing. And with that, uh, you get back onto the pirate ship onto the stargazer and the plank is withdrawn and with as much agility as it pulled up alongside your your boat this gray ship of Aegir, the gray heron starts to move away and back out of the bay towards the open ocean but this time headed east towards the capital angron mir and that I think is a great place to end our session yeah cool well what say we get into some dirty crit dirty crit dirty crit dirty crit yeah any hot takes wow I mean let's just jump right in let's just jump right into when when this dude was like the cult of Sulian and because you know as Titan I heard that and was like you know you forget what you know about like uh, like big picture stereotype things you know about something that you somebody you know might believe mm-hmm. when you actually really get to know the person mm-hmm. it's like because like you know I think because I think Titan definitely had had heard of Sulian and did not have a good was like oh kind of kooky folks for sure mm-hmm. but now I'm like oh Jasu yes that's like my ride or die right. bitch for life mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know and and to just to get that reinjected into like my consciousness i was like mm-hmm. oh right people have different opinions about 
this thing that my friend believes was like was I, I felt like as a player I was just like oh shit like what that is uh, this this sensation is weird and 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 new and like startling mm, yeah totally I mean I think people get surprised that people who have beliefs especially cultish beliefs though I I we can talk about whether or not it's a cult or not but I mean it has cult vibes and mm-hmm. uh it. I think people forget that the people in it are just human beings and they're often very reasonable and very rational and they have their reasons for believing what they believe. And you can understand why and how they got there, even though the beliefs are maybe a little crazy or maybe they've been manipulated or maybe X, Y, Z factors, right? It's always surprising to me every time I talk to someone who has beliefs that I find to be wild and then recognizing the humanity in that person because i feel like we just like get used to oh these people are crazy and therefore other and Mm. therefore outside as opposed to like Mm. actually they're just a human being but you know their beliefs are crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. evangelical christian because it's like yeah yeah no no go ahead go ahead go ahead kylie no no just yes all the things that you were saying and having experiences in my own life as of late that i felt yeah just meeting with family that has different values and I find them wildly, uh, what is the word? What do I find it? That's not a crass word. Um, <laughs> I just don't believe in, yeah. in those things, but like to still, you know, to see the humanity and that they're doing their best and have these good intentions, but like, wow, when someone has extremely different values than you, that can really be a struggle. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, because I think you know, if, even if it is like what I guess what mainstream people would consider a cult, it's like the people who believe the things that those they believe. It's like they, it's it is they don't. You wouldn't do it if it wasn't beneficial in some way, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't yeah. like you wouldn't be there if it wasn't helping you in some way, um, which is also I think why you know people do end up leaving these like leaving cults or or finding different things that they believe because like at a certain point it's like oh this this way of being exists in the world doesn't help me anymore but like it can be like if the alternative is like really hating your life Mm -hmm. and but and you find this thing that makes you like oh no there is something that like is bringing me joy or happiness and like even if it like you know from the outside we're like oh it's false it's fake you're being but like the experience of of feeling like oh no i today i feel good when i had been feeling shitty for years and now i'm doing this thing that makes me feel good like yeah because i feel like i don't know like any kind of healing that you're going to go through like it's really hard to heal it's really hard to make changes if you if you're in crisis if all you are doing is feeling shitty and so like i don't know if like finding something that allows you to like raise above those clouds for a moment i mean i feel like can can be useful like because then you have the opportunity to look at your life in a, in a different way like you know if you if it truly isn't a cult if it isn't truly somebody who some like someone trying to manipulate you for their own ends you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i yeah i mean i feel like there's a lot of directions that we can take this conversation and ways of problematizing that even though it totally agree that that's true for a lot of people 
what happens when the the thing that you're participating in that is helping you on that day is also breeding you to make decisions that hurt other people. Yeah. yeah. And whether that's the way that you vote, the places that you put your money, like all these kind of fucked up things that it can lead people to do. And then also like what happens when you raise kids in that environment and they don't really get a choice, you know? Yeah. 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 And and cuz the number of people that I know who have been raised in some form of very like intense religion, like my dad calls himself a recovering Catholic. I have friends who have been in like evangelical and other fundamentalist Christian faiths and even a friend who was in like a legit cult. Yeah, so all of which is to say like raising kids in that environment I think is a a totally different thing. Yeah. I think if there are, it's really difficult, but if there are things that, if there are children who are being raised in a certain experience and don't have access to information, that feels like the problem. It's because it's what you were saying, yeah. Tor, about choice. And I think with Sulian, with Jasu, and you mm-hmm. kind of saw that with that interaction with Latadeus, Latadeus like clearly has information that she was never privy to. Um, mm-hmm. And that feels culty that feels wrong because mm-hmm. if she could choose to be a part of this and this could be really useful for her it could be her belief system right but the only way to actually do that with any with any real realness is is if you have access to the information to be able to make that choice yeah i have something another topic oh my God. to bring up yeah yeah go off go off okay not so much dirty crit but like a behind the scenes thing that we didn't tell you two about but was a conversation that Tor and I had and just felt like it was worth bringing up in this section of the podcast is that Tor and I did have a conversation about what would be fun for Joe or what would be fun for Kylie role playing Mm. Joe interacting with her mother because I have built Mm. Joe so there would not be a lot of interactions with her mother it just felt like with the death of my mother, it's too soon. I'm in no position without being highly triggered yeah. to have to role play a character. And so after our last se- session, when the boat was there and it was like, oh, Joe's mom might be on the boat, like shortly after that, I'm like, I cannot have her mother <laughs> be on the boat. Um, so I, it felt really good going into this session and Tor had told me like, she's not on the boat. And so sorry that I kind of <laughs> do that um, and didn't no, want to spoil it for you all. Perfect, but it, perfect. It like made it a fun session for me because mm. I wasn't holding on to anxiety over, oh my gosh, like what is this going to be like for me? And so, yeah, yeah, just putting that out in the space. No, that this that's fantastic. And I just want to highlight and like for for anybody listening and like, you know, running your own sessions and stuff like that, like I think that's just a really well and it's it's excellent that, that that it happened at the end of a session um, so that there was time to not like just get thrown into that interaction. But I just like want to commend you, Kylie, for like speaking up and mm-hmm. T- Torsen for being like, yeah, we absolutely don't like we can have a great the, the point is to have a great time and to like, you know, run into what we run into. But it is not to deal with things that like we don't yeah. want to deal with right now. So, yeah, just uh, kudos to both of you. Yeah, it felt like a. I, I didn't even think about it in these terms, but it looking back on it now, it's it's such a great example of stuff that we talked about way early on in the podcast about how to liberate yourself to have conversations, whether it's in the full group scenario or one-on-one, and mm-hmm. to not be afraid of having a meta conversation like that just with your DM, or if you are 
game mastering with your players and be like, hey, we can chat about this and just have like a secret code to determine whether or not something is going to be okay. And like letting somebody know, a li- it's, it's like a mini spoiler. It's like a non-spoiler spoiler, but mm-hmm. like I can tip my hand to you and let you know that this is not going to be here and mm-hmm. keep the mystery alive for the other players. So you, because I feel like you all didn't know what might no, no, be on that boat or not. And I, I actually yeah. think that that's totally part of it. I know that, at least for me, and I'm sure for others as well, that part of the difficulty with bringing things up is the concern that you're going to ruin the experiences of the other players. Mm. And I think that this is a really great example of how that's not true at all. And like, in fact, it can still be really fun. And whether it's secret or not, like constraints make the game, as Joshua would say, yes. rules make the game. <laughs> that's right. And so, and so like it, having that as as a as a rule, it in fact doesn't limit us. It allows, I would argue, for more expansiveness because instead of the obvious thing happening, it's in, in fact a letter, which is yeah. sometimes more interesting. So yeah, I think that's great. Totally. Yeah, I mean, to that end, it put the drama going on in AG or more front and center, I think, mm-hmm. because it was like, the expect just like you're saying, the expectation was inverted. Whereas the way that I was expecting that arc to go was that anything that was going on in Aegir would come out later. Mm-hmm. Here you were forced to hear about it because that was why Tala wasn't on the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also have Dirty Crit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. I, just need to, I need to talk about Betty. I need to do it. I have to talk about it because yeah. I... Let's talk about it. Oh, when, when she came out and she said... I needed to be here in order to like, you know, my partner was worried. So I had to, mm-hmm. I about lost my mind. Me, Deanna, you almost did. lost I, my yes, mind. Yes. Yeah, tell See, us about that. Because the fucking gall, the gumption to talk to people you don't quite know. In fact, to talk to someone who you like kind of have an inkling that they have a like a romantic or sexual mm-hmm. connection with one of the parties involved and to tell them oh i'm only doing this not because i love and support my partner and because i want my partner mm. to know that i care about them and i'm prioritizing them in this moment i'm doing this because they're feeling a little bad and i just need to help make them feel better i mm. i almost stabbed that person i was like <laughs> wow <laughs> the manipulation the lack of care while pretending to care like ooh, mm. ooh, so mad the gaslighting, like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh. Like, if you don't give a shit, just don't give a shit. Don't pretend like you do. Oh, it made me so mad. I <sighs> hear all of that. I am, I'm, I'll be interested to re-listen. I don't think I understood it as that. Mm. I think how I heard it mm. was, but the one thing that you did say, though, when, like, oh, I'm just doing, like, wouldn't it have been more lovely for them to be like, oh, I I care and love my partner, so I want to support them. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Betty said. But I didn't think, I took it to mean that Jaquetta had asked her to stay, had asked them to stay, mm. and maybe like verbalize like, no, I need you on the ship with me tonight. So like, you better stay and give me some leaven. And then... That was then why Betty was saying the things that they were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's so interesting that mm-hmm. that was your takeaway. Yeah, no, that is that's interesting too because, like, even in that scenario, I still don't think it would have been appropriate for her partner to say that. Sure, I still don't think it would. But but I definitely hear you, and that does give more power to Jaquetta than I think I was initially giving her upon hearing the story. But I still didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I read it as like kind of right in the middle that it's like, mm. oh, Jaquetta like was feeling some type of way, and and Betty was like, yep, heard, because it's like like oh, I may have been doing something that we have not talked about, mm-hmm. and you saw that saw yeah. that, and like are feeling some type of way, and we haven't talked, we didn't talk about that, so cool. But then I I think to your your point was that it's like. Betty didn't need to say shit to Titan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or to just, anyone. <laughs> to any, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe to her friend, but like, the, yes, 100%. Could have just been like, yep, was good. Mm-hmm. But then it yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. a behind the back type thing. It feels like, a oh, we're a minute together. And now we're both sort of being like, oh, she just needed me to feel like she, I was supporting her. Not, I care about her and I'm supporting her. And there's a difference there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's an important one, and one that really bothers me. Interesting, gets under yeah. my skin. I, I love this. I I love because their relationship. I do not think is healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, there was definitely activity going on there that is not sustainable for them, and like should get some some real help at some point. But like each one of your interpretations isn't exactly what you intended. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. what I had in mind. But like, yeah, it's fucked up in all of those ways. It's for sure. Well, what was what was your intention? Can you talk more about that? Just that I'm curious. That Betty is trying to keep Titan, like keep flirting with Titan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And make sure That's that things that are clear. okay with Jaqueta at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so like the reason that she had to stay selfish was because Jaqueta was upset about what might have been going on between selfish. Titan and Betty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Betty's being selfish and Jaqueta's being overprotective. Well, and... Jaqueta is picking up on the selfishness and is concerned, rightly so. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm assuming, on, though, like I wasn't assuming they were in a monogamous, closed relationship. I, though, so I think that was partially. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like well, whether the weather is monogamous or not, yeah. Yeah. something Someone's was some, yeah. something is something has happened that has made yeah. someone one person like something happened. Someone's upset, yeah. right? Yeah. That is yeah. like, and somebody is feeling unsafe, untethered in the thing. Monogamous, mm-hmm. non-monogamous, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're doing a thing that. I am not okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I think it's, Jaquetta was less active in these little scenes, these little snippets that we've seen of these interactions. So I think it, it might be easier to feel like it's, it's all on Betty, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like the dysfunction <laughs> is also coming from Jaquetta. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> possessive, a little possessive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, not communicating. Hey, and, right. your I mean, actions have f- made me upset. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, because even just like you know the way that Jaquetta was like the vibes that she that they were mm. giving to Titan. It's like I'm just here vibing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just here. You know, if y'all need to have a talk, y'all need to have a talk. But like, if you're gonna get that upset over some over have like your partner vibing with somebody else, mm-hmm. like there's something else happening here. You know, there are clearly like conversations that have not happened that need to be had. Yeah, yeah, yes, the dirtiest of crits. We yeah. all that was a, what a great little. Everybody had a little some something. something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, Torsten, did you have one? I don't think you did. I think everyone else did so far. A dirty crit dirty that crit? I feel like happened? Yeah. I, I don't know. The things oh. that people have highlighted 
definitely hit the some of the dirty shit that was going on. You don't have to make one up. Yeah. You don't have one. That's okay. I'll I'll start a new one. I'll a moment that really stood out to me that I really liked was that use of your your channel divinity. That electrification Mm. of Fanny was super (laughs) fun. I'm glad that the saving or what did she have to do? The saving throw, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a real bummer if that didn't work out. Same. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because I was sitting here thinking about it for so long and I was like, do I Mm -hmm. hit the water? Mm, Electricity, maybe we catch the boats on fire. I don't know. (laughs) Um, uh, What do I do? Um, Maybe, ah, maybe I just light her up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I loved it. Abstract uses of spells like that are so fun, or spells and abilities that that take something magical from the game and and just use it in a slightly different way. Uh, speaking of which, I loved that message came in handy and that you you had that prepped and and ready because uh, otherwise things could have gone very differently in in that approaching yes, vessel. I, ju- I just got it with my level up. I'll just tell you that Latidaeus was getting ready to cast some illusion magic that was basically designed to part the waters like it was it was designed to disrupt mm. everybody on the ship um he's basically going to cast a, a a fear spell love fear using fear. illusion magic love i would have loved that right what is everyone's worst fear ah would have been, been so epic. good well, that yeah. would have been good <laughs> yeah. tune in <laughs> next time <laughs> <laughs> plugs yeah let's plug it up deanna anything you want to plug I'm going to plug my show at the end of July. No, at the beginning of July Mm. on July 7th and 8th at Capitol Hill Arts Workshop Shaw. I will be debuting some new choreography along with a whole bunch of other artists. I'll put the link for the tickets on our, I don't know. I'll put them somewhere. Put it in Uh, the episode description. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, if anyone's in DC and wants to come through, come through. Sweet. Awesome. We got shows in July. Joshua, you got shows in July? I sure do got shows in July. For any of you uh, happening critters who are in the greater Boston area, um, I'll be doing the Lehman Trilogy at the Huntington Theater through July 16th. I guess maybe we'll throw a link in the show notes to that too. Come through. And if you do, hit us up. Send us a message. I will absolutely come say what's up to you. Yes. I will not. That's still true. I will still not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tiana will hide and pretend. Yeah, don't say hi. Yeah. I'll be too afraid. <laughs> uh, Kylie? I don't have a show to plug. I'm going to plug Summer Vacation because this uh, July is upon us at this point when this is coming out. And this is where I take advantage of my remote working situation and dip out of the city for the month of July. So yeah, looking forward to leaving New York and still working, but doing so from the comforts of our family cottage and other various places where I'll get to see community members. Also, I think in July, I'm going to go see Beyonce uh, in Twin Cities. So that should be happening um, come July. So we'll just, you know, plug Renaissance. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) What about you, Tor? Wait, take a photo for Jasu. Take a photo for Jasu. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, I need to plan my outfit. Luckily, I have time, but I don't know what I'm wearing, but it will be something. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, And I, I will also plug a show. I am doing As You Like It. Here in New York City, oh, with what? yeah, with a with a new company that a friend is putting together called Backyard Stages. So oh my 
gosh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, when is it, babe, for for the listeners? It's the weekend of July 7th and the weekend of July 14th. Yeah, so July 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then we also do a performance in the Catskills on the 15th. So you can come to that if you're in New York. Also, wow, we're across the states. Boston, New York, D.C. Yeah. Wow. Also, also, I am going to announce here a free trial of the patreon this is a thing that patreon now allows us to do so you can sign up for a seven day free trial oh cool amazing i'm gonna sign up (laughs) right yeah so if you have been curious about what our patreon content is like what do they talk about on those pre-shows we don't know uh you can you can do it for seven days free trial about todd Todd, if you want to know what we say about you, you have to get it. Todd, we talk about you all the time, Todd. It honestly, I think it is happening at a pretty great time because we're also taking our summer break. This is our last episode for a couple rotations. So get it now, Todd. Get it now. We'll be back in a few weeks. Boom. Love it. Uh, Awesome, everybody. Cool. Can't wait until we are back after summer break. Summer break's gonna be great though. Yeah. In the meantime, connect with us on the socials at when crit happens. And you know, send us an email. Whencrithappens at gmail.com. Yeah, send do it. An email. Patreon.com slash when crit happens. Also crit on them. Crit 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 on them. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.